Blog Talk Radio. Aoki from APJW. He died in a tragic motorcycle accident. So I ask each and every single one of you to take 10 seconds to remember the life of Atsushi Aoki, a young man who died too young at 41 years old. Please pause for station identification in memory of Atsushi Ayoki. Sometimes we lose a lot of good people, and he was one. He will be sorely missed, not just around Japan, but here in the state side as well. All right, folks. The title of the show is called Satisfaction is the name of this game. When it comes to professional wrestling. So, a friend of mine, the normal co-host of tonight's show, uh, is not available because she wasn't feeling all that well, and uh, we hope that she comes back next week, Lady Lynn is who I'm referring to. Anyways, so tonight, folks, I'm going to read down the list. Of WWE Raw results, and I will go over when AEW may be airing on TNT. I can just tell you right now, I'm really excited for their debut and to see how the competition goes because, believe it or not, folks, yes, it's been a while since wrestling has had actual head to head competition. So, all right. WWE Raw results. A little song into the mix, if you will. There's a lot of... Okay. Mm, 
cash attempting this Friday, yada, 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 blah, 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 psychology, whatever. So Drew McIntyre and the Revival defeated Roman Reigns and the Usos. And Shane McMahon had a hand in that big shocker there. They didn't start off with the promo. They started off with the match. Shocking, right? Lucha House Party uh, fought off another Lars Sullivan attack. I don't know if they're teasing the crap out of this or what. Charlotte Fair, Charlotte Flair beat Lacey Evans thanks to Becky Lynch. Rey Mysterio had to relinquish his title against Samoa Joe. Strowman beat Lashley in an arm wrestling match, and Lashley threw powder in his face or chalk in his face, and voila, the big man was uh, blinded and got running power slam. Which is something you don't see quite often, the big man getting body slammed in the middle of the ring, you know, by his own, you know, whatever. Nikki Cross beat Peyton Royce. Ray Wyatt preached fitness. Triple H and Randy Orton traded blows during promos. You know, that actually was interesting when Triple H said, oh, you know, maybe I could put my set in the carry-on bag and just hang it over there because Randy said, maybe if you take your balls out of Stephanie's purse, ooh-ah, right? Ricochet defeated Cesaro via pinfall. Yeah, it was a good back-and-forth match, you know, here and there. And then after that, folks, The Undertaker cut a promo. So I can't say it was a terrible latter half of the second half of uh, Monday Night Raw. It's just... I don't know what message was trying to be the ultimate message. The Undertaker, you know, sending one to Goldberg or Lesnar sending one to the champion saying you're going to lose your title match against Baron Corbin. I'm cashing in because, you know, good thing they're forcing Lesnar's decision or influencing it, if you will. Very forcefully, which I don't mind, because at least we know when he's doing it. Because he's not going to hold it for a whole year, I would hope not. Unless this is one big tease, I don't really know how we're supposed to uh, take this. But you know, satisfaction is the name of this game, right? Are the fans completely satisfied, or are we more bitchy than normal? I don't know. At this point, folks, everyone says we shouldn't psychoanalyze everything. We should just. Go with the flow and just watch the show. That's what most of us have been told, correct? People have uninterested, been uninterested, or very critical of certain podcasts because of the way that things are structured in the current WWE product. But I must say, I, I was a bit pissed off seeing an arm wrestling match, and then it turned into some form of brutality, so it's like... Well, uh, I don't know. To me, it's a mixed bag. Much like Money in the Bank was a mixed bag of entertainment slash, okay, I don't know what to think of certain situations and scenarios. And we just sit back and watch the chaos that ensues with WWE because of the way things are packaged, the way things are shown to us, presented to us. Fans will remember a lot of things and how you you know how you structure things. 
those of us who don't have the IQ of fucking 12. All right, because the way I was taught was when I went to wrestling school, it was, all right, your goal is to ultimately entertain the fans, whether you're heel, babe, face, doesn't matter. So tonight's show on Monday Night Raw emanating from the University of Texas in Austin showed us that there's hope or that history may repeat it. So I don't know. It's a little different, folks, because there's tag team championships for the women, but holy crap, when you look at AEW, you say to yourself as a wrestling fan, how can we not get excited about this brand of show? How can we, and by that, I'm going to pull up the AEW roster here. Okay. 63 wrestlers signed to AEW. All right. Well, since it kept the wiki roster. No, 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 no. AllEliteWrestling.com, the men's roster. Let me read the names for you. This is not to take up the entire time of tonight, but you have Adam Page, Angelico, Brandon Cutler, Chris Jericho, Christopher Daniels, Chuck Taylor, Seema, Cody Rhodes, of course, Darby Allen, wow, Phoenix, Frankie Kazarian, again, wow, Jack Evans, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela, I'm very familiar with John Moxley, Jungle Boy, Kenny Omega, Kip Sabian, Luchasarius, Matt Jackson, MJF, Michael Nakazawa, Nick Jackson, Hawk, Penta El Zero, Peter Avalon, Private Party, which is very similar to Street Profits, but better. I guess Sammy Guevara, Scorpio Sky, Sunny Kiss, Trent Beretta. Let's look at the women's roster, shall we? Allie, Bea Priestley. That kind of looks like Finn Bowers mask a little bit, but, you know. Brandy Rhodes, Britt Baker, forming the Mae Young Classic, Kirika Hikaru Shida, Kylie Ray. Met her before, really nice. Leva Bates, Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, Sadie Gibbs. I think that's all they have in the women's roster, but they also remember they have Awesome Kong, so... The broadcast team is Jim Ross, Alex Marvez, Excalibur, Aubrey Edwards, Bryce Remsburg, Earl Hebner. Oh, Jesus, Earl Hebner. But, you know, hey, Paul Turner, Rick Knox, coaches, Billy Gunn, Jerry Lynn. Oh, okay, so what we're looking at, folks, since there's a lot more on the roster than what's on the month's list, there's a total of 63 workers. And I'm switching rooms because the noise is a little bit too much. So I'm just going to point out a few things as I traverse into a different room. One of those things is AEW show Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. The group of spades, the group of aces, the group of hearts, the group of jacks, and then the joker. 
that was a very interesting battle royal. And I know I went off track a little bit, but if you want true satisfaction in this game that we call well, sport game, Ragnarok, whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> in professional wrestling, you got to keep interesting fans. When Alexa Bliss got involved tonight, that was a little bit interesting. You know, Nikki Cross, the modified version, as I like to call it. Well, maybe not so much modified, but my interest goes all over the place when talking about WWE because now I'm a little bit distracted by this wonderful thing called AEW. Here's why. It's very reminiscent of WCW in a way, but it's different because it involves both Rhodes brothers. There's a hell of a good tag team named the Young Bucks, but there's also a lot of factors that go into this. I don't know. I'm actually looking at all of the wrestling.com, and like I said, I'm not trying to make it about one, but it says news, and it's very self-proclaimed. So this episode is live being released, episode 155. Moxley tries to hurt Chris Daniels, receives a challenge. So they have episode, folks. They have an epilogue about Double or Nothing. Warning, this article contains spoilers. History is made at AEW's Double or Nothing. Fucking genius. Moxley versus Joey Janela announced for Fighter Fest. So they're already selling tickets. And they're going to be AEW's All Out. Saturday, August 31st at the Sears Center. They're already producing, folks. So when is the question is, when are they going to start airing on TNT? I'm going to ask Google that right now. When is AEW going to be on TV? All of the rest and everything you know about WWE's competitor, the digital spy, how nice. No cookies. <coughs> I accept. Yes. Okay, that doesn't really tell me anything. I want to know exactly when they're going to air on TNT. Come on now, Google. Come on. Okay, so. Update on AEW's Lucha Show if you want to die. Tuesday Night Dynamite is the name of the show. They would have to come up with a different name if they end up on Wednesday nights. Okay, well, you know what? They're using to watch SmackDown Live. We're used to that, yes. Jason Agnew reported that AEW is in talks on the weekly show on TSN in Canada. Yada, yada, yada. A stronger deal. Okay. Says it's Sportsnet 360. Uh, it doesn't show the exact date, folks. Oh, well. Several stars have inquired about going to AEW. Well, gee, I wonder, because (laughs) it doesn't take long for people to want to jump ship when they see something good. So, let's see. Ricochet. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. 
okay, it doesn't, you know, okay, like I said, Satisfaction is the name of this game. Yeah, Chris Jericho mentioned the Bellwax. See, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows. So, the Revival, wow, that's not shocking there. Okay. Doesn't say the exact list of people, but I can kind of guess who. When it just said the revival and oh, what's it say? Oh yes, okay. So the revival, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. Everybody has a choice where they go in wrestling. I've said this before. If you're not satisfied, you go to a different place because why? I don't speak for every wrestler, and I don't want to. But they'll tell you, okay, this is the reason why we left. We have no ill will towards the company. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Maybe things were completely in the crapper. Who knows? Anyways, so to continue on, have you not seen who's a part of this wonderful war? I mean, look, the Rhodes Brothers, Triple H... Vince McMahon. So if you draw like a psychotic diagram of AEW and WWE pros and cons, who's going where, why they're going a certain place, what you know, what can we all look forward to? Uh, there's just a huge list, folks. Of Wise and why not? But the truth of the matter is, and all this psychobabble that I'm giving you, is that tonight's Monday Night Raw, like I said, was a mixed bag of, are we trying to make the fans think, are we trying to give the fans a fucking show? Like I said, sometimes it's hard to stay on the positive with WWE and what they are presenting to the audience say <clears throat> at least they didn't start off with a well started off with Shane probably ended up Roman interrupting on the mic so I guess it did start off with a promo and then a match so not too long lengthwise like I said I'll leave that up to the pros who know everything about analytics and stats and numbers and whatnot how the WWE did rating wise well that's up to <laughs> That's up to the people who do this shit for a living, like Garrett or people who actually put in, okay, they made this amount of viewers for the first hour, second hour was this, third hour was that. I wonder what's going to happen with AEW and how long their show is going to be on Tuesday. And it's going to be difficult for some, and some would say, I don't really think I'll miss anything by not watching WWE SmackDown Live or Others will reverse that and say, I don't think I really missed anything by not watching AEW. All I can say is, with that long, dramatic pause, there's going to be a lot of intrigue on both fucking sides. You'd be lying to yourself if you're not going to say, or if you weren't going to say, oh, well, I'll just stick to uh, one or the other. AEW is making their case because they had one other show before Double or Nothing. It was called All In. 
and it sold out beforehand, you had to be on a waiting list, if I'm not mistaken. It sold out, folks, in four minutes. I mean, this goes back to the days when wrestling would sell out, and you had to pray that you could get a ticket back in the day to a certain company and a certain brand that was competing against then-known WCW, ECW at the time, which was still around, but it was losing some of its main top guys like Bubba Ray Devon, Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, the whole kit and caboodle, right? Anyways, to take a break from the ranting and raving and psychobabble, if you would like to attend a wrestling school, go to www.monsterfactory.org. I saw the W. Just type in Monster Factory on a Google search, whatever you have to do. That's monsterfactory.org. If you have any questions about the tuition cost, by the way, I saw a deal that was $98. So invest in yourself, man. I've been to two of these camps. It does not make me the all-knowing expert, but being around the awesome people at Monster Factory, the coaches, the kids, uh, the owner, the trainer, and one of the uh, many coaches, Danny Cage, who is very straightforward about investing in yourself. If you want to get a contract possibility, you got to start somewhere. So why not start at Monster Factory in Paulsboro, New Jersey is the location where stars are made. If you put in the work and you put in the effort, you never know what's going to happen. The possibilities are endless at monsterfactory.org. If you have any questions, Email the school at monsterfactorytv at gmail.com. That's monsterfactorytv at gmail.com. So, can't say anything bad about Monster Factory at all. At all. Great school. Take a look at it. It's one of the best schools in the world. Uh, Matt Riddle, Seamus, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, anyone, uh, the headbangers, you know. Uh, let's see. For those of you who don't know who the Headbangers are, they are on an episode of SmackDown Live. They were tag team champions two or three times in the you know, WWF. They're one of the very good alumni that there. You had, well, the one, two, three kid, or you know him as Xbox or Six Pac whenever you watched wrestling, whenever that may be. Anyways, invest in yourself, join Monster Factory. Um, the phone number should be located on the website, the information, pictures of the school, including the weight room, the rings, the shows, the wrestlers that attend the school. Be sure to check it out, folks. Invest in yourself today and make your presence felt. If it ain't for you, then, well, make your own decision. Anyhow. For those of you wanting to fight the good fight against cancer, go to findthecure.com or visit several websites, including susangcoma.org, Cure with Connor, or actually findthecure.com is a website dedicated to Connor the Crusher. Take cancer square in the ass. Walk marathons. Cherish your loved ones. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. And cancer sucks ass. So kick it in the ass. Do what you can. Help your loved ones fight every single day and make every minute count. Because cancer sucks. 
as it coughs into the mic. Make that child's wish come true by going to makeawish.com. Make the difference in your child's life. Make sure you type in the name the superstar or NBA All-Star or MLB All-Star. doesn't matter. NFL, MMA. Make your child's wish come true. Oh, and um, hmm. let's see what else, folks. Oh, yes. If you would like to sign up for the WWE Network, make sure you check your device and make sure it is compatible with WWE streaming as Apple TV First Gen is no longer available. You can get Apple TV Fortune, and it should work just fine. Uh, although it does work on the iOS 6, and you can stream it through your First Gen Apple TV that way. You just hit the icon that looks like a TV. It should stream live on your TV. Make sure you have a smart TV because it needs to have the HDMI cable that connects into your respective TVs. Also, if you have a laptop computer, you can also hook up an HDMI cable through there. Xbox One is no longer supported Apple TV Gen, first gen, and also certain smart TVs are not compatible with WWE Network and their streaming capabilities. So, make sure you have a PlayStation 4. Make sure you have up-to-date information. For more information, you can contact WWE support on WWE Network. There should be a phone number located on the website, directly on the WWE homepage. Again, the subscription is free your first month if you have not subscribed. It is $9.99 for existing users. You can find your preloaded cards at your local GameStops, Dollar Generals, FYE, 7-Elevens, Best Buys, and Walmarts. The preloaded cards are $27.89. Certain places do not charge you tax. Certain places will, depending on the location. It is to their discretion on what to charge for the WWE preloaded card. The preloaded card will get you three months in addition to your first month free. So, I mean... It may or may not be worth it, depending on your choice, your discretion, whether you're entertained, because Satisfaction is the name of this game. Oh, had to be cheesy like that. Anyways, folks, subscribe today also to the Monster Factory Network. More information will be located on the tab on monsterfactory.org. You can look at the documentary that was actually made about Monster Factory and actually the students who attend. Oh, and folks... You don't have to watch Strictly WWE when you watch the WWE Network. You can surf and find ICW, PWG, Ring of Honor, AWA, NWA, WCCW, WCW, ECW, IWA, Mid-South. There's a lot. There's a lot of exclusive content. So just be prepared and... Enjoy your network subscription if you decide to subscribe or do whatever you want. All right, folks, that'll do it for the advertisement. We're going to jump right into the spirit of what good old Brian Rails truly thought about tonight's showing of WWE Raw. Where does this leave AEW in the clear? Does it does it make them shudder to think of what's going to come? I don't think so, but... 
tonight, let's, you know, buckle up. If you have any questions, I suggest you ask them now. Russell underscore radio at Instagram.com. Brian Reels on Twitter. Russell radio forward slash Facebook.com. A lot of fixing needs to be done. And I will get to it, I promise you all. Come hell or high water, I'm going to make this shit work. Anyways, enough about the personal factoids about this, about this show, Russell Radio Network on Monday. <clears throat> yes, Anthony, times have changed, as you have known, here a little bit. But anyhow, folks, time to get inside my mind. Time to get a feel of what I think is going on in this world of professional wrestling. From my vantage point, as seems to be almost all the time. All right, folks. If you have children, put your earphones on. Put their put headphones on them. Don't let them repeat this to their summer school teachers because I promise you, they're not going to be happy. If, you know, certain f bombs are dropped. And anyways, not my cycle babble. Let's get inside my mind. I can't promise you you won't come out offended or uh, the same. So. Let's get inside the head of Brian Rails, shall we? Dig it. is the name of this game. So tonight's show on Monday Night Raw is like, you have to start off as Jericho said, if you were a band, you want to start off with your hit, your biggest hit, or you save that to the end, right? So you start off like a crescendo. It starts off slow, but you want to keep the crowd entertained. So as I read through Raw results, I actually did watch it. Leland, who didn't feel well, would type, you know, text messages to me and send me what she thought. Um, Let's see here. Well, let's see. These are just tweets, you mean thing. Jesus Christ. Ah, here we are. SB Nation, CBS. Which one do you all think I should read? Them? I think I'm just going to read the recap from CBS Sports because, okay, so most of you believe that I would spend most of my time talking about just one area of Monday Night Raw. You had Revival and McIntyre versus the Usos and Roman Reigns. So a little bit of a different look, if you would. And, you know, be indulged just a little bit, shall we? So, okay. Drew McIntyre and the Revival beat Roman Reigns and the Usos because Shane McMahon was on the outside, whatever. At least didn't start off too terrible. Then the Lucha House Party fended off Lars Sullivan again. I don't know if this is a precursor, pre-teaser 
that maybe the Lucha House Party might actually record an upset in Jeddah, but least likely, I don't know, and I don't really book, so I'll just stick to fanboy, right? Charlotte Flair, and I've read through the results, but Charlotte Flair beats Lacey Evans because of Becky Lynch's interference, because, well, Lacey Evans has been a bit of a thorn in Becky's side in one regard, and that's costing her the SmackDown Live Women's Championship against Charlotte, but then thankfully Bailey cashed in and and won the championship and all everything sunflowers and daisies and all right, whatever. Braun Strowman beats Lashley and then Lashley attacks Braun Strowman. I'm just gonna say what I feel about the whole situation. I feel that tonight's show was a bit, you know, like, it's always been a bit of a mixed bag. And, yes, things started off differently. And I'm going to tie in what Jericho said on his, or at the end of AEW, Double or Nothing. You have to be able to create a good show. If you, if you were a band, he said, you would want to play songs that the fans know and that they can jam out to in person. And at the end, at the end of the show, you want to play a set that's memorable and that everyone will go home satisfied and not upset to the point where people want to start throwing shit at the stage and people get upset, they get restless. Sometimes WWE can make you question and sometimes it'll give you the crescendo that we look for, which is starts off a little bit slow, a little bit on edge, and then picks up. It picks up the pace. Oh, by the way, what's up, UK, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, US of A, how you doing? Sorry, I had to go off tangent on there because I'm getting a little bit restless. <clears throat> Sometimes that's the feeling when you watch WWE programming because okay, they'll ask what worked, what didn't work, what was the demographic here. You notice how when Triple H went out to the ring, the fans in Austin were chanting NXT, NXT, because that's WWE's main bread maker right there. In my opinion, it's their it's their moneymaker in my bad. Because of the product that NXT presents, like Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Matt Riddle, the Street Profits. And this is current NXT. Some may disagree and say, well, I liked NXT when it was so unpredictable, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't a super indie, yada, yada. Sometimes it's hard to keep up with the way things on main are going. Some may be satisfied. Some may, like I said... Satisfaction is the name of this game when it comes to professional wrestling. Do you guys know why? Because if you haven't already noticed, AEW is already getting so much attention. Comparatively speaking to tonight's Monday Night Raw show. Does AEW need to put out an arm wrestling show? I think 
the 24-7 title is interesting. I'll give it that. I believe that not all of it was bad, but it still it still felt like a mixed bag from the perspective that we were given on tonight's show, not perspective, the, the presentation that we were shown tonight. Mixed bag is in, okay, are we supposed to adhere to shame playing games, you know, with Roman because he, whatever, he's working the greatest heel angle or whatever, and we're not supposed to psychoanalyze shit, but it's kind of hard not to. In some senses, in some senses, okay, well, here's what I'm going to tell you. WWE has been known to give up and down signals or mixed signals when it comes to presenting a show like tonight. There were certain promos that irritate the fuck out of me. Like, okay, so Ricochet and uh, Cesaro. They weren't bad. It's just, why can't you guys just, I mean, Go out and wrestle instead of having to say what you are going to do and how you're going to do it and how quickly you're going to get to whatever. Give you a good example of a good promo. Triple H told Randy he's the most talented guy, and then he says, but I'm going to you know, kick your ass and do what I do best. That's not word for word, but everyone and their mother knows you always want to build someone up during a promo. You never, ever want to do what I did at Monster Factory Camp, make an ass of myself, and, okay, think that I can tear people down Ronda Rousey style. That's where people get overexcited and they forget because, well, in wrestling school you're taught never, ever, and I mean ever, Start attacking people, telling them you're going to lose, telling them they suck, because the minute you do that, you immediately lose the audience, because if you lose your match, you look stupid. If you lose to an old man, a woman, if you're a dude, or vice versa, if a woman loses to someone the age of Fabulous Mula or Mae Young, God rest their souls, but um, anyways... Triple H's promo wasn't bad with Randy. Um, the Undertaker's about Goldberg. He talked about if you've seen death for the first time. I must say, folks, that you know got my attention. Did he stumble a little bit? Yeah, but you know wasn't noticeable because he recovered nicely. So the Undertaker said, I don't want, you know, Goldberg in front of his kid, in front of his wife to have a good feel. I want him to feel devastated. I want him to feel like he lost a part of his soul. Every time that man comes out the curtain, there's a certain kind of goosebumpy feel, if you will, when the Undertaker comes out and he says, certain things during his during his segment. His time was specifically 
sit in for his like not his liking, but his presence. He brings a certain kind of not overwhelming joy to the crowd, but jubilation. Everyone and their brother's mother remembers this guy from 1990 when he debuted in WWE. Some may remember him in WCW as Mean Mark. When he was managed by Paulie Dangerously, or when he teamed with Sid Vicious as the Twin Towers, the man is pretty tall and he is pretty vicious. The Undertaker, you know, was a highlight. <clears throat> now I'm going to switch my attention to Lesnar and what he did tonight. Row, row, row our boats gently down shit creek Merrily, merrily, merrily We know where this is going Maybe we don't I give up trying to figure out You know, well, okay, how are we supposed to figure out Oh, they're going to book at this No, fuck that shit I just want to see what happens Because if he fails at cashing in Which might Take a turn and might cash it in against Kofi. You never know. Because that briefcase can be, cho- you know, can switch choices depending on who he wants to face. Seeing as how he did so much damage to uh, Seth Rollins, he might cash it in on uh, Warren Corbin, and it may slightly change our opinion on the guy. But he does have. A five-year, $10 million contract. So far, the man's been showing up to Monday Night Raw. And some of you, they say, oh, you know, it's a legit, he's the only legit heel they have to make sense from a business asset. I get it. And the sense that you need someone, the magnitude of Lesnar and the heat, legit heat that he's getting. Um... There's going to be whoa-ho-over type feel to the next sentence that comes out. However, see, I wasn't lying. Let's see. In the the total time that Lesnar's been in WWE, back in, what was it, when he came back to face... The incomparable John Cena. That was one of the few times that the crowd actually got up out of their chairs and actually cheered the man. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They went. Didn't quite sit well with certain fans. The ones that were John Cena, that is. So we cheered him for a brief hiccup, and then we turned on him because... Well, the whole Owens loses the championship to Goldberg. Goldberg loses it back to Lesnar. He's playing hot potato with certain things or certain people. So, anyways, Lesnar decides to beat the holy hell out of Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins' face is Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin was interviewed later that night and said, well, Lesnar did me a favor because Rollins may have a few cracked ribs here and there, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to tell you is, oh, goody, 
because Jed of Saudi Arabia so far, the card that's booked for him, I will watch. Um, I'm afraid to. I would much rather watch the replay of NXT TakeOver 25. Because it seems like that's the, like I said, it's the backbone right now of WWE. It's the one holding the group together. And why? Because Satisfaction is the name of this game. We got satisfied just by watching uh, Io Shirai beat the Holy Jesus out of uh, Shayna Baszler. Adam Cole and Gargano went back and forth as normal. A little mishap with Gargano on the outside with suicide dive onto the referee. Referee wasn't able to come in during a roll up. After Adam Cole got super kicked in the face, you know, with the only steel chair that he brought out. So, oh yeah, Street Profits were on the ladder match in the NXT Tag Team Championships. You want my true thoughts? I don't think you want to open Pandora's box, bud. Ah, maybe you do. I I use that reference quite a bit because. AEW is probably just sitting and watching, or maybe they're not even paying attention. They're doing their own thing. But if you ask me, as a wrestling fan, everyone and their mother's excited for AEW. Do you know why? Something new. Fans have not seen this before. Well, some fans have. It's called WCW, ECW. We haven't seen this type of product just, you know, sell out show. In four minutes. And there were, like I said, there were waiting lists to see the wonder that is AEW. And we've forgotten about Ring of Honor. No. We haven't completely forgotten about Ring of Honor. But when you, when you look at the names that are in AEW and you look at the names that are in WWE, all of us are saying to ourselves, like, how is this going to affect me as a wrestling fan? What am I going to watch? How do I approach this this new brand? It's pretty badass, if you ask me. That two companies are going to go head to head, and they're going to, you know, they're going to flourish in their own ways. Although. AEW, it's, you know, they've been chanted, that company name has been chanted throughout arenas now. I think they've been bleeped out, but there's no denying what's coming. And for certain wrestling fans who have been on the cusp of a boiling point, um, so Lesnar set up a lot of thoughts in people's heads. That is, if you say you're going to cash it in, so you're going to wait till Friday, I guess that's because they don't want to blow the whole wad on one show. I guess they're they're learning. All of us are. Um, exactly, you know, what are we supposed to think of that? Well, I think I was fooled. I mean, they had everyone fooled, so they did their job. There, is there any ifs, ands, or buts about it? I, you know... At this point in Shunkshire, you just uh, say the following. Go with the flow. Watch Friday. See what happens. If nothing happens on Friday, 
But I bows are gonna be raised saying, What the hell? Why I think a lot of people are switching over and jumping ship. Now, there's been a lot of side action going on. Moxley taking shots. The old company, you know. And one statement said, you know, he used a Jedi mind trick for me to say something, you know, Jedi said in production meeting, I don't think that's appropriate for me to say to my best friend having leukemia. Shit's already getting really, really petty between both sides. You had Cody smash Triple H's chair symbolically with a sledgehammer. You had someone super kick someone. And the papers went flying, which is direct shot. Degeneration X side of things. Back in 2009. Tuesday Night Dynamite. AEW's new show. Tuesday Night Smackdown Live. There's, you know, I wouldn't say those are petty, but. Chris Jericho stating on his podcast why he left, and that was due to the fact that Kevin Owens and him should have been the semi-main or the main event. And as he said, I need to get out of this place. He didn't have any ill will towards WWE, and he said, even said after the AEW show, all or nothing, double or nothing, that I respect you know the process that they would give to me, and I'm not saying that it would be a bad opportunity, but he has more freedom in AEW than he did in WWE. Freedom is in creative freedom, uh, freedom to express oneself in a way that's not confined or constricted or restricted. I mean, so anyways, back on track, Lesnar not cashing in. It feels a little annoying, but okay. I guess we're going to have to adjust ourselves in order to get used to the, you know, the shit that would be shown to us in Jeddah. It may or may not be good. It's a show. Like I said, I'm the annoying optimist that tries to find the positive in certain shitty situations. And this shitty situation is this. So you think he might cash in on Seth. But then again, he might cash in on Kofi Kingston. He made his decision that he's going to cash in tonight. Yeah, well. That decision might change, and he does have the authority to do that since he won the briefcase, unfortunately. I say unfortunately because, like I said, satisfaction is the name of this game, players. If you think for one second that WWE is not going to have Lesnar cash in on Friday, well, we're hoping against hope. Maybe he might get sick. But, you know, there's other things... So Sami Zayn is barred from competing because of something. Yeah, I'm I'm well aware, dude, of that, and I'm really sorry. It would have been nice to see Sami participate in, in this Jeddah Saudi Arabia show Super Showdown, but at the same token, folks, last year it was up not up until Titus slid under the ring that we began having interest in intrigue again. Um, I'm nervous about Undertaker versus Goldberg because I don't 
don't know how these guys are going to perform this match, but uh, and uh, that Anthony, that's up to uh, the discretion of the wrestlers. So we hope that it's a good show. Otherwise, you know, okay, back to the drawing board is what we always say is just fans, but for any situation. We hope and we pray. That's all you can do nowadays as a wrestling fan. But let me elaborate a little bit more on the Lesnar situation before I let you guys go. Sometimes you need a bad guy to make the good guy look good in the movie, correct? So if you didn't have Lesnar, some people would say we jump for joy. I don't know, man. Like I said, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag feeling. From a business aspect, yes, you do need a villain, and he happens to fit the bill. Um, And surprisingly, folks, he's been showing up. I'm not cheering for him, but I know in my heart of all hearts, again, Seth Rollins, we all pray that he does not come out successful. Also, the whole thing about Randy and Triple H, there were some sparks there that intrigued me when I was watching the show tonight. Um, I was surprised because, you know, I thought, okay, they're just going to go into this whole thing not even real recognizing real. What I mean by that, Triple H has had a history of saying that, you know, I've outlasted all the guys that have come for me and challenged me and, He's right. I mean, look, McFoley's not there. Stone Cold's not there. Shawn Michaels isn't wrestling anymore. Hunter's the last remnants of Attitude Era. Minus the fact that McFoley came and gave us the ugly-ass title of the 24-7 championship. So, yes, folks, my assessment... Let me get back on track. My assessment on the whole Lesnar situation was, okay, this is pointless. Was he doing this for? And then I realized, okay... He just stated the obvious on Friday. Friday is when I'll do it. Again, maybe they might surprise us and <clears throat> Rollins may retain. But he's, you know, he's like Finn Balor wasn't. He had to relinquish the uh, Universal Championship, which makes us feel as fans that uh, he still hasn't cashed it. You know, he hasn't made his opportunity felt yet, which is true. Tim Balor should have never lost that championship, but we've heard and we've heard and we've heard it recycled so many times. But it's truth. If Lesnar wins the championship, is the world going to end? Is the world going to start? Is the world going to stop turning around and around and around and around? No. If Lesnar wins, yes, you're going to get a whole bunch of bitch fits and pitchforks and random farmers, you know. Well, he shouldn't win the championship because I'm not going to lie. I don't want Lesnar to win the championship. Who does? But it's inevitable. So I sit back and watch the show in Jetta and just tell ourselves, okay, now we have AEW as a, not a backup option, but some other wrestling to watch. 
Look alive, look alive, folks. Feel alive. Because satisfaction is the name of this game. You're never going to have someone completely 100% satisfied with either company. Because I guarantee you, they're going. People are going to find some things to pick at about AEW. Just watch. There are certain things that remind me of WCW, yeah, dude. But I, after watching the match between Jericho and Omega, I'm convinced that AEW really wants to make this work. They really want to make this work, and they really, at this point, have captured a lot of people's attention because if you notice, the searches for AEW have gone up by a huge margin. Sometimes I feel that the way things are presented in WWE, I mean, it may be true about the social media stuff because they are a huge proponent for that. But, you know, I question some things that are presented to us and some things I just leave alone. Continue the whole Lesnar beat down of Seth Rollins. All I can say is is this a prelude to yet another new era? Or are we going to actually see Lesnar show up for title defenses? Because maybe he was pulled into the office. Maybe who cares? All I want to see is a damn good show and if they start doing that because they're not going to say it but all Elite Wrestling has made <clears throat> wrestling gain intrigue again. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. There's no denying that what they did at All or Nothing, Double or Nothing, yeah, Double or Nothing, I should say. In Las Vegas, it didn't go unnoticed because I guarantee you, You'd be a fool not to watch their event. I watched some of it with a friend of mine. And let me tell you, I was highly impressed. Do you know why? It's because they had certain moments in the Battle Royal. They had certain moments in Omega and Jericho's match. That made you, as a fan, go, man, I'm just going to get out of my seat. They're already in talks of getting Jerry the King Lawler, and if that's the case, if JR and King sit next to one another, I'm just going to say a lot of fans will be curious as to how that broadcast is going to go on Tuesdays. Also, if AEW starts picking up any more former WWE producers and talent like uh, Billy Gunn, Arn Anderson. We had the list goes on, folks, of people they picked. Earl Hebner's a former referee in WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also have a female referee, so to, you know, there's a lot of parallels between WWE and AEW. And to finish the whole thoughts on what happened tonight on Monday night, it's a mixed bag. It gave us a show, and it wasn't too bad. So I mean. Things can only get better for both sides, and it's going to get ugly. 
it's going to get ugly. It already has, and we'll see how things unfold between AEW and WWE. All right, folks, join me tomorrow around 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 p.m. Central with Granny Hulkster, second co-host. Lady Lynn will join us next Monday. If not, well, you know, I can fly solo like I did tonight and do the best I can to report what you all like to call the sport, the Ragnarok, the craziness that is professional wrestling. Because satisfaction is the name of this game when it comes to professional wrestling, that is, folks. All right, enough from what I got to get to bed. I have work in the morning. I love you all, but my pillows and my bed is calling me. So I got to, you know, answer the call and snooze as best I can. I'm sorry, that was a horrible snore, but um, anyhow, folks, if you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, and I got three choice words for you, forget about it. Close up person now, see. Close up person now, see. Close up person.